de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Welcome to The Colores Radio, episode 29. This is uh, The Cocotazo. What? What is that? What is that? I didn't I didn't even know you were going to say that. I don't know. It's a very special episode we have where we will be interacting with our homies, our Support Brown podcast people, our Support Latinx podcast, our collaborations. So these will officially be called... The cocotazos. <laughs> What's our? What was our Are alternate? Are you making your voice deeper? What no, that's al- my real. That's my real voice. Oh. What was our alternate name? I really wanted to go with this one, but I'm cool with the cocotazo. <laughs> but our alternate was a little chicken nugget. <laughs> I hope you guys like the cocotazo because little chicken nugget episodes were the alternates for the special interviews that we will be providing you. So we actually have been holding on to this piece of fine art for quite some time now. Yeah few months uh but we just wanted to wait for the right moment and we've had a lot going on honestly so we were just like hmm now's the time now's the time to do it uh so our very first the cocotazo will be bringing you from the dope ass podcast song mess mr richard tina himself um we had a lot of fun with him he came to our Gray Space Art Show, and then he also interviewed us, and we were, that was an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, he is really great at getting into your soul really quickly. Um, well, there you go, folks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, folks. <laughs> The Cocodazo is not that different from a normal episode. We're really excited to be having these interviews. We hope to bring you a lot more in the near future. Um, We learned a lot about our friend Richard, and we were really glad to have him here in Dallas with us for a little bit. So if you haven't already, listen to us on his Song Mess episode. We get into our own feelings and music we are really into, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. I almost cried listening. It was really cool. It was cool to, to kind of go through that. Yeah, for sure. So we're on a Song Mess episode. If you don't already listen to Song Mess, we recommend that. Um, and since this was recorded a few months ago, you're probably going to be like, wow, girl, that passed already. We already know who won Drag Race, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. Just roll with it. Um, thank you for your patience. Thank you for your love. We will see you when we come back from this interview. Yay! In the studio with us, we have a dear friend of the podcast, currently visiting Dallas, Texas, as his first stop from New York. On a new journey, he will hopefully tell us more about soon. We have Richard Viegas from the brilliant podcast Song Mess. Richard Viegas is a music and culture journalist. He currently writes for Remezcla and has been published in MTV Iggy, Harper's Bazaar, Brazil, and independent blogs in Chile, Mexico, the Dominican Republic, and Germany. 
Hashtag Latin Indie Forever. Yeah. Fellow Brown podcaster, producer, and co-host at Song Mess, a podcast showcasing the freshest Latin music with a side of mess. Retiredish club kid, New York snob, hipster dirtbag, adventurer in the sheets and in the streets, Tex-Mex enthusiast, and overall bad bitch. Please welcome to The Colores Radio, Richard Villegas. Hey! La Richardina in the house. Oh my God. I heard that you said to Fabi, like, no, I don't like that. And I was like, let me not offend him. I can't so do this. I, I, I love it and hate it at the same time. Like, I think it's so strange that it's caught on. Because, right. you know, like it's you, like it rolls right off the tongue. Well, you also know what it comes from because you watch the, the right, drag right, right. race. But, yes. like, it's just, you know, I'm like, I, that's not my, not like, I wasn't, one of, now. The, I wasn't one of the stands. But, <laughs> yes. like, apparently I am. How funny. Well, big welcome to the show. Thank you for having How me. How are you doing? How's Texas treating you? Oh, hella good. So, um, what do you call it? Elote has changed my life yes it was your um, first time having it so yeah uh, you know obviously like that's gonna sound like ridiculous to so many people but like i live in new york and yeah. you know mexican food is really just not popping up there and like everybody's gonna be like, oh, you, so. you haven't found the right places and you know like i lived like right next to corona which is the beating heart of the mexican community in mm. in new york and it's just like i still couldn't find anything good so i was i was pressed and so like yeah like i've tried uh flaming hot cheetos with with we queso. just had that, y'all. Yeah. It was so good. Ass. I mean, that paleteria down the block is my brown business of the week. Yes, it's ours <laughs> every week. My meme mood is that evil spun, uh, Patrick Star. Stop! <laughs> we needed that, so thank you for setting it up for us. Yeah, we needed your meme mood. My self-care corner is avocado toast. Stop! <laughs> Boom! Now you sound like you're from New York again. <laughs> so it's your first time here in Dallas. That's correct. Second time in Texas, first time in Dallas. And you were in Austin prior? Yes, exactly. For, for South by, mm-hmm. you know, music stuff. Stuff calls right. my calls my name of and course. I, you know I came through like two years ago. And what do you think about Dallas so far? Uh, it's fun. It's fun. It's uh, very different from Austin. Thankfully, I, you yes. know I don't I don't <laughs> like going to like a bunch of like copy paste places that are like all the same. Like I appreciate that you know different cities and towns in Texas have different very different identities. Like I've been to sure. San Antonio also, and it's also very different from the other two. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I really dig it. Like Yay. people are so nice and cool here. And, Wow. Everybody wants to talk. Look and have at a good us. Time. We're doing good, you guys. Yeah. Th- and kidding. thank you. Thank you for hosting me. Ah, uh, of course. You guys and your moms has been, you know, hella, you know, hospitable. And I appreciate it. She's a and great woman. Thankful. I like her. Yeah. Doña Maria. Shout out to you. <laughs> shout out always. This whole podcast is shout out to La Doña's. Um, but tell us now about your background and your childhood. Uh, okay, cool. Um, so, uh, let's see. I was born in New York. I'm one of the few Woo. people who actually get to say that. Yeah. Um, and uh, born in Brooklyn. Brooklyn! But I don't, really, cl- I don't really claim it like We're that, Brooklyn actually. Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? Uh-oh. <laughs> what is it? The Rock. Um, Jesus. Hey, hey. Throw it up. Hey. Look at um, him. No, yeah, but uh, I was born in New York. Uh, my dad is Colombian. My mom is uh, New Yorican. Nice. Because um, she, like, you know, born and raised on in, in the city, but... Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, and my dad, like, migrated um, from Colombia when he was, like, in the 70s, I want to say, maybe. And they met in New York. Love story yeah. or <clears throat> not. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I know how they met. Like, they, I think they met at the club or something. Cute, cute. Like, very, like, quintessential yes. 80s, like, meeting. Mm. Nice. Um, my mom my mom loves a good, like, family photo. And so, like, whenever ah. she comes visit, she, she always brings, like, a, a packet um, and there's this great picture of the two of them. Like, I, th- I think they had just met or like they'd been, they, they were on a date. They, they weren't mm-hmm. even official yet. Um, and my mom is out of here. Like her hair is like 
all tussled yes, and like she has like a leather jacket oh on. my god and my dad is like in full bigote I'm like, <laughs> yes you know how cute um, but they were very cute and yeah so um you know i was born and and they um my dad my dad is from colombia and so he, he came up with a very traditional sort of upbringing mm-hmm. um and he wanted to have that for his family and he worked a lot you know um yeah. they uh, my family had a factory uh, you know those like steel doors, like that you know y- you pull down in front of businesses and stuff. Um, yes. So my 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 family did that, and oh, wow. they were very rather wealthy actually. Mm-hmm. Um, there was they had the biggest uh, factory company of that in the East Coast. Interesting. Um, and then my dad also had a restaurant, and so like my family's huge. Like my abuelita had like five boys, five girls, you know, mm-hmm. and it was and then everybody had like children and blah blah blah. Um, and so yeah, and like my dad was basically like leaving home at like 5 a.m. to, you know, run things and coming back at like 10 p.m. And when you have a baby, like that baby is asleep at both those times. Mm -hmm. So he's like, well, I wanted a family and I can't really do that. And so uh, they, they, my parents had been to the Dominican Republic on vacation uh, and they were like, yeah, how about we like just stay here? That's so interesting. Yeah. Big change. And so I grew up in the Dominican Republic. I spent 15 years of my life. Oh, wow. So you were there from like birth to 15 not birth but uh like, like three from okay. three to like 16 uh, no yeah seven i had just turned 17 when i moved to, wow. to new york on my own. that's crazy i didn't realize it was that long i thought i heard you mention that and i was like oh, okay you know maybe a few years but that's like a good chunk of your life well that's you know uh, it's funny because like i i recorded with uh you know with cynthia from cyc mm-hmm. uh you know yesterday and you know we were talking about well i mean in the future this will be like a month ago but um <laughs> But yeah, uh, we were talking about identity because that's such an important part of of what they talk about. And, you know, basically identity is a very strange place for me Mm -hmm. because like, you know, I grew up, I'm, I'm technically American, quote unquote, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. I'd rather say, right. (laughs) Um, but you know, like my parents, you know, are brown and even like Puerto Rican as American is like a tricky identity to, to handle. And then, you know, I did grow up and was shaped by the Dominican Republic, which is also like, but like, I don't really get to claim it because I'm not from there. Right. So it's just like, I I always just say I'm a New Yorker. Right. That's really like, that's the identity that I feel most comfortable with. And that's exactly what my next question was, which is what do you connect most of your identity to? Oh, definitely New York. All New York. Yeah. The New York is where, you know, like, I feel like most people with their upbringing, they have, like, you know, they they will model it maybe after uh, their family or, like, the, tradi- the traditions that they come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you know, I, I didn't have, like, my abuelita or my tia, my tia in, in DR. So it was, like, mm-hmm. you know, I could experience the world around me, but I didn't have that direct connection to it. Right. Um, I, like, I grew up in the Caribbean, but I don't feel very Caribbean myself. Mm. Um, and so it wasn't until I came to New York, um, that I really sort of, um, blossomed in my surroundings because again, my dad's Colombian, my mom is Puerto Rican and it's not like we were eating arepas and dancing sides all the time, you know, like they're, they're also not those kind of people. Um, but in New York, you know, I found myself, uh, as a person of color, um, cause I mean, you, you know, when you live in Latin America, you kind of just look like everybody else most of the time. Right. You don't even re- recognize the differences as much. Exactly. I mean, asterisk, asterisk for like, you know, people with white, you know, uh, skin and, right. or like indigenous backgrounds, for but, sure. but generally you kind of like just fit in with everybody else. It's not like here where it's it, those, those lines very are very obviously different, very marked. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in New York, you know, like I was able to like come out of the closet and like really sort of experience what that was. Cause it more than anything, it was like, 
I don't, I don't like, I'm very extra and like loud. I'm out what? The top. You? You know, just, <laughs> just a little casual daytime uh, situation, uh-huh. fantasy. But, um, yeah, like, I don't like blaming that on the whole being gay thing. I like, I really do like to just, I'm, a, I'm very much an extrovert. I'm just kind of crazy right. and fun. And that's what I like to do is, is be crazy and fun. And in New York, I could do that. And, I and could so you felt more comfortable to do that when you came back to New York? Oh, after? yeah. I mean, DR is very conservative. Like, right. DR is a really awesome place. And Dominicans are so fucking cool and nice. Can I curse on this thing? Absolutely. Yeah. Fucking cool. <laughs> and Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and, like, people are so nice. But, but also, like, you know, it's very traditional. Um, you know, very Catholic and, um, you can, you, you know, it's funny because like Dominicans really walk that line of like being really vulgar and like being like super turn up ready. But at the same time, like we still go to church on Sunday. Uh Uh-huh, you Uh, have to. And you're like, what? (laughs) Um, but in New York I could really like, I could dress, you know, crazy, which I love dressing crazy and I've gotten lazy and kind of busy, so I don't do it as much anymore. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I like being extra and over the top and like being at the club and like, you know, going on weird adventures and like, that's where like travel comes into play and right. all that stuff. But yeah, I, I definitely, you know, it was in New York that I blossomed from a, Beautiful. from a, you know, little seedling to a, you know, very printed flower. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so you knew what, t- when did you know that you were gay? Oh, Miss Thing. Uh, I mean, since I can remember, well, people noticed before I did. I mean, oh, really? I've been getting funny. called a maricon since I was like... Aww. Six, five. Wow. Even my abuelita used to say to my dad because, like, I guess like I, had, I was a little limp wristed, mm-hmm. um, and like my abuelita said to my dad, she was like, "You need to address that." Osete va a quedar así, you know. And wow. Yeah, I mean, and like my abuelita was, you know, I came out to my abuelita before she passed, and mm-hmm. she was always very supportive. You know, she was very like, you know, as long as you're happy and safe, and you know, like fuck the world, like, you know, just be you, and like That's remember beautiful. that we love you. Like my dad is was the last one to come around, and he mm-hmm. still hasn't fully. Mm-hmm. But that's a different story. Right. But um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I've 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 known since it, again because it's everybody associates it directly with a sexual uh thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it is. It's a sexual right, orientation. Right. But it's more right? than that. But it's like it's again. It's very much an identity. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know whether it is it, it's it's expression, right? And it's how you perceive yourself and how the world is going to perceive you. And so for me, that translated into. Uh, how I carry myself and the, you know, the humor that I embrace. Like I, mm-hmm. I do like being very sarcastic and like, you know, I am like, we've discussed this weekend how like I'm attracted to villains. Yeah. Um, and I don't, and you know, and I don't think it's, um, honestly very well hidden how many mm. of Disney's villains are ma- modeled after gays. Like Ursula is a big old drag queen <laughs> slash lesbian, you know, like Scar is gay, you know, like so funny. It, it tells you kind of a lot of like how kind of like those creatives. Right. But it makes sense. It makes sense, but, like, it's cool to me because mm-hmm. I feel very seen. Right. But at the same time, like, they're demonizing us. Yeah, you know? which mm-hmm. is not necessary in this society that already does constantly right. do that. But, um, but yeah, but, yeah, I, again, I, I knew since I was very, very young. And, and again, it's before I, 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 I feel like my identity has evolved uh, in phases. So, like, that was the first thing that I, that I sort of approached is something that I knew mm-hmm. that was, like, very definite. Um, and then the whole Latinidad aspect of it, like, it w- again, was a little bit later just because, like, I didn't have an anchor. I didn't have a cultural anchor. Right. Um, and so, like, finding that, that came on, that came later. Right. So then when did you first feel most called to, like, art and writing and other forms of expression? Um, so I, so it's funny because, like, writing is something I didn't uh, oh, wow. feel called for. Like, I didn't. I've always been a loudmouth. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know yeah, if you can same. tell. <laughs> um, 
but but it's not something that like you know I was always very um, not confident mm-hmm. in my writing. I've always been very shy about it. Um, I in school I was really good at math. I liked oh, wow. I liked science. Did not see that coming. Really? No. Um, I, I mean, not that I'm like shaming math people, but I was just like, you know, I always. Whatever, go on. Well, I like things that are exact. I like things that, you know, I was just like, one plus two equals three, cute. Let's go. What's next? You right. know, like, I like that where with art and, and writing, it's up for interpretation. And, like, you could do, that like, perfect sense. I could, like, be super proud of this. And you could read it and be like, that's garbage. And, and who am I to say that you're wrong? Or, you know, who are you to say that I'm wrong? You know, so that something like that is very tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a double-edged sword because you know sometimes like you, you you know you're writing about something that you don't feel like writing about and you can spin some bullshit and people be like that's great and you know you have to do what you got to do but it's that's what makes this art and writing as something so subjective so strange and 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 cool and exciting and that's what keeps me excited about doing it and I've been very lucky uh, to do it for different publications, different countries, different languages. Um, you know, right now it's what I'm doing full time. So if yes. you got a gig, hire a bitch. Hire um, her. I have great vocabulary. Y- he really does. Huge. Oh um, my god. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yes, I'm like I'm angling for these dings. He wants all the dings. I want all of the dings. And there's a ding I would say. Yeah. Hey. You got two now. I'm gonna put that on my grinder profile. Stop it. Um, Add to your bio. Yes. But but in terms of like art and stuff, uh, I've I mean I've always thought it was cool. Like mm-hmm. you know I get mad sometimes at musicians who take uh, who take what they do you know for granted because I'm like you know I'll I'll see a guy with a guitar being a dick and I'm like look you have this piece of wood that <laughs> sound coherent. Yes, that, is, that, is <laughs> um, that has like coherent sound coming from it and like people are you're building an emotional connection with people mm-hmm. and people are paying to see that and own it you know that's magic that's Absolutely. nothing short of magic it truly to me. is yeah um and you don't get to be a dick about that like you're in such a privileged place at that point um it, you know obviously like whether you can sustain yourself with that that's a different story you know the economics of, of the industry is a different thing but in terms of art and things that are, that stimulate like again it's it's something that's out of your mind and that you can build an emotional connection with and that's always stuck with me even since i was a kid you know mm-hmm. like um you know music like my mom kind of got me into it in a strange way because mm-hmm. my parents have very different uh, eclectic taste in music my mom is like a kid of the 80s so she loves her michael Aww, prince whitney yeah. you know um so like i love that but my dad uh my dad so we had this wall unit full of cassettes mm-hmm. growing up and like my parents traveled a lot and that's really where I, I get my lust for, for travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad picks up mu- like picking up music wherever he went. Um, and I mean, he doesn't travel anymore. That's why I'm speaking in the past tense, but, um, also if I'm going too long, no, it, you're but. fine. <laughs> um, I'll let you know. I'd be like, we're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, but basically, like, you know, he had, like, music from, like, Colombia and Mexico and, like, you know, stuff from the U.S. and, like, China and Japan and things that he'd picked up places in, like, all these different languages. And, you know, I was just like, this is weird. Let's play it. Let's see uh-huh. what's up, you know. Um, and so, yeah. that, that And that started from an early age as well? Yeah. I mean, well, my dad just had it there. And I was like, I was, I, I'm just a curious person. I was just like, I want to know what's up, you know. Right. Um, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm no Sherlock here. But, like, I am curious. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, at least the interest is there. And did you always find yourself most fascinated with music? Um, music is sort of what came uh, naturally mm-hmm. to me because I didn't actually have to do anything. Um, I, like, I, I suck at drawing and painting. Aww. 
um, you know, I, I you know, um, dressing up uh, like the whole like club kid thing. Like I, eventually, I developed a personality. I was super shy when I was a kid, like awful. Oh, wow. I couldn't go to I couldn't go to like my friends' birthday parties. I just couldn't Aww. do it. Um, I had like the worst panic attacks. I, I feel that. I remember my my mom my, one time like my dad took me to a Halloween party and my costume was trash. You know, like Aww. we weren't wealthy or like really that like had them any resources. So I was like. I showed up, like, as an old man, and it was just that I had talcum powder in my hair. Stop. It was terrible. I bet it was cute, though. It was awful. Aww. Um, and I, I hid it out in, like, a supermarket, and I was like, come and get me. I can't Aww. do this. And, like, scarred me for life. And yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, it. you know, that's sort of, like, a performance mm -hmm. aspect to it. And then, like, dressing up. Um, I always enjoyed dressing up. I was, uh, like, you know, again, certain cultural figures like Prince and Bowie, like that, you know, Madonna, Cher. Mm -hmm. uh, I loved that they would just, like, walk around like that. Right. Um, and then just I, loud as themselves. Yeah. Well, and I glorified New York. So I just figured, and I, you know, whenever you watch a movie about New York or a, sh a show about New York, mm -hmm. people are walking around looking crazy. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, that's, like, I can be that person. Yeah, you know? funny. I want to be that person. Um, <coughs> And so, yeah, so that's that's kind of where that all came from. I just, like, started picking things up, and I was kind of a hoarder. And Went for it. Know, eventually, things started looking good. Most of the time, it was garbage. Oh, my God. I mean, whatever Hey, girl, the call. Instagram is, is there. <laughs> <laughs> so then, you kind of briefly answered this already. It's like you're reading the questions, but you didn't. You just have a brilliant mind. Um, so who would you say has influenced uh, most of your life on a personal scale and then in a pop culture scale? Uh, myself. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, on a personal scale, um, uh, that's, you know, at least in recent years, my boyfriend, mm -hmm. um, who should be my husband. Uh -oh. um, what are we saying? I am bitter about it. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Listen up, boyfriend. Well, you know, so um, so we met uh, in 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 college, um, in like uh, a, a music class. That's you. Always, yeah, and like you know, it was like one of those. Um, conference style classrooms and mm -hmm. so like you know there's like an aisle down the middle and and like seats or whatever and so like you know i sat and he like was coming from work so he was late and he like sat next to me and i guess he thought he liked what he saw okay because uh, he started giving you you know the, the garbage outfits were working honey awful they were <laughs> terrible i remember what it was it was it was a very worn corduroy jacket oh my God. and like a sweater vest and i was in i was trying to get a new job and like i had decided that i wasn't going to get a haircut until i got the new job and so i had this horrible afro that because my hair is not particularly nappy mm -hmm. it would just cave into itself so oh it was just this God. asymmetrical animal on my lovely. head awful and i have the pictures to prove it <laughs> i want to see it's bad <laughs> but but he, i guess he liked what he saw and like he gave me that little gay look that gays yeah. give each other Stop, that's and so we got it in and it was cute yeah. and then we just never stopped you know not getting it in um <laughs> but you know but he like he had a lust for travel and like i always wanted to travel and my friends would crap out on me um and when he graduated uh, from university he wanted to go to south america so um he wanted to spend six months um, in like Argentina and Chile and we'd been together like a year already at that point and I was like would you super mind if I came with you um, and he's like you know I think that would be cool we've been together let's let's do this you know um, and so we did and um, that six month trip turned into three years wow yeah um, it happened right as the economy in the US sank mm -hmm. in 2008 makes sense mm -hmm. um, and uh and yeah, and so like we're like, oh shit, what? <laughs> uh, and we just stay there. And so that that has completely altered the course of my life. That's why mm. I got into music because like um, 
when I came back to the U.S., that's when I, um, I w it was awful. Like, we lived like kings in Chile. I'm telling you, kings. Like, we had, like, really nice jobs. We, I'm bored. Let's go drink champagne at, like, the, the restaurant down the block. Wow. Yay. Like, awesome. And then I came here, and I was, like, sleeping on an air mattress for two years, and, like, jobs were, you know, iffy, and mm -hmm. it was rough. So um, as a, a bit of nostalgia, I started digging through, like, my whatever I had left over of Chile, and my friend had designed a website for this band called Denver, um, and, and you know, they're one of the biggest, mm -hmm. you know, Pat is, like, giving you a knowing nod. Mm -hmm. um, Go ahead, hipster. Um, but they're, like, one of the biggest bands in Chile, and, like, oh, wow. I listened to that album, I was like, holy crap, what? You know, it blew my mind. I'd seen them live a couple times, and I was in, still in that gringo hipster mentality of, like, whenever I see, see local bands, I'd be like, yeah, that's cute, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you know, I mean, but it's that dismissive gringoness of that course. you carry with you. Because yeah. now this movement of Latin, Indian, and all that is in vogue, um, and so, like, now people are paying more attention. Mm -hmm. But back then, it was still, like, a you know, very, very, very For underground sure. thing. Um, and so after that, I started digging like crazy. And, you know, that's what led me into music. I was like, holy crap, you know, a whole new world. Mm -hmm. um, uh -huh. And then uh, on a pop culture <laughs> level, share. Yes. Um, I had a, an email for 10 years called share uh, underscore fan 12,000 at yahoo.com. I, we, and this. Our mom is bury me now. Was that your first email? Or that was like your choice my, email? My first email was re is cool. Yeah. <laughs> at Hotmail. Okay, Hotmail, um, save. I was a very hip eighth grader. I believe it. Um, share underscore fan. Share fan. Um, well, it's funny because, so we we had a friend in in Argent uh, in Chile, his name was Nick, um, and like he he was like, hey, what's your email? And I was like, share blah blah blah. <laughs> and he was like, oh my god, my email is share believes nineteen ninety nine no. or whatever wow. it was. We were like, oh my god, instant <laughs> friends. Yeah, we become besties. Yeah. No way, that's going away. Yeah, we were really we became good friends, and we're not friends anymore. But that's different reasons. That's okay. Uh, so you have a specific zest to your writing. And okay. I mean, you can hear it in your, even just how communicating with you. Mm -hmm. But what advice do you have for people looking to get more comfortable with their voices? Um, <clears throat> well, get comfortable with your voice is really <laughs> it. It's just, it, you know, the thing is that like, again, my, my fear of writing was that it was this magical thing mm -hmm. that like you, you had to possess this superpower um, to, you know, to write. Right. Um, and honestly, I, I still, I still read, uh, you know, articles and, you know, it could be like the New Yorker or it could be just like your regular ass blog. And mm -hmm. like, I'll still be like, holy crap, that's really good. God, I'm, you know, and I'll be straight envious. Um, you know, I think for, a, you know, a quote unquote voice, um, it's very much like I feel for me, this is how I talk, you know, um, I, if I, if I try to sound like, you know, like how writing today, um, it's very like everything sounds like literary criticism. Yeah, you know, it's like that. There's like, I, I, there's a there's a certain current vernacular uh, that I don't feel super comfortable in. You know, like uh, you know the the woke vocabulary is not really. <laughs> I think there is like a. I don't know if this is the same for you, but it was like a certain Eurocentric standard you had to reach in writing in order oh, sure. to feel comfortable to write. So like for a long time, I was so ashamed of writing mm. until I got to college and I had some professors that were like you're actually kind of good. And I was like, no, you guys are <laughs> joking with me. But it was that because I didn't feel comfortable using this like Eurocentric approach right. to vocabulary until I finally was like, fuck it. I'm going to use my voice and ran with it. Right. 
So well, I, I, again, I feel now like there's, you know, the conversations that we're having on a social level, uh, you know, again, everything is very political now. And mm -hmm. so people are educating the hell out of themselves. And that's really, you know, spilled into, you know, how people right now, you know, talking about things that are problematic or privilege or what have you, you know, and those are words that I didn't come up with. So it's, it, those are words that like, that's a voice that I don't feel very comfortable in. And sometimes I'll get like very like politically pointed stuff to write about and like i'll try to skirt around it or i might like say no thank you just mm -hmm. not because i don't believe in it but it's just it's a voice that i don't feel uh, comfortable. comfortable in because i'm i again i come from a background of camp and fun and like high energy and i don't i like you know i can be serious a lot of my writing is quite serious um you know i feel very strongly about things that i feel strongly about but um you know a specific voice i for me, it's very much, again, who I am and, like, the jokes that I do. Like, I like to be tongue-in-cheek. I like to be sarcastic. I like a weird metaphor, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and, honest, again, it's just I write like I talk. And that's not always a good thing. But, uh, you know, people told me that that was a good thing. And so I was like, cool, keep Ran with me. it, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, that's awesome. Yeah, so when it comes to, like, developing your own voice, just as long as you believe in it, as long as it feels honest, um, and really, like, the job is to communicate. Mm -hmm. You know, I approach every single article assuming that you have never heard of the band or that you've never heard of this event. And so I need to make sure that you learn something from this. That's even how, like, with the podcast. It's just like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys have all heard of whatever it is that, that we're talking about, but I have to assume yeah, that. Yeah, let me like, refresh you a little in case you're coming you don't from know. zero. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, I feel like that's the job. That's beautiful. I love it. Thank you. Um, so as we're wrapping up, what is your ultimate dream goal? Dream or goal? Um, it's interesting because, like, the thing is, like, I, I kind of achieve – I'm a very measured person. So, like, I, I set very attainable dreams and goals, and then, like, I achieve them. And mm -hmm. then I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm currently on a, you know, world trippy trip thing. Tell us more um, about it. Um. So, yes, I left uh, New York. Um, again, as I mentioned, my boyfriend and I lived in South America, uh, and we loved it. And, and, you know, we're very nomadic people. Like, we both lived, you know, outside the U.S. I've lived outside the U.S. most of my life. Um, he was born in Chile, um, and then he, like, he's a translator. He, he speaks Chinese, so he's lived, wow. in, he's lived in Taiwan. Um, you know, and so we're very, like, ambivalent. Not ambivalent, but... Um, Every so often, you just get the itch. You want to go. Um, mm -hmm. And so we've been wanting to leave the U.S., not because of, like, stuff that's happening now. I mean, that was definitely a nice catalyst. Right. But, but it really wasn't the motivating factor. We just were, like, ready. Mm -hmm. And then the elections went the way that they went, and it was like, okay, cool. Time, Time to, to start sa yeah. saving and looking at flights. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so right now, you know, we're, we're embarking on a journey. Uh, we are uh, – I'm going to be traveling for about six months uh, going to different cities uh, and different places. So, like, you know, right now it's, like, you know, uh, Dallas, Austin, Vegas. Hey, Latinos who lunch. Hey. Um, you know, L.A., uh, Tijuana, Mexicali, Dominican Republic, Mexico City. That's that's the first leg. And that's there's, amazing. there's supposed to be quite a bit more. Um, and, again, eventually uh, settle in Chile again. And that's going to spread across the six months, all those places? Mm-hmm. Yes. Nice. So, I mean, m no, more places. There, there will be more places. But, you know, I, I, I'm trying to be conservative about it because, mm -hmm. you know, if the money run out, the money run yeah. out, Miss Thing, and I, mm -hmm. I can't be stranded in, you know, Yucatan and be oh. like, oh, shit, girl. <laughs> oh, you can. <laughs> no, just kidding. I mean, that'd be cute, but I don't have, like, you know, Ap Acapulco resort Ooh, money. Large All inclusive. Jesus. Because That's real. What? Um, but, yeah, again, like, so my dream, if I can keep doing this, 
if I could like live off my you know freelancing, if I could make Song Mess a profitable thing and mm. carry on on the road and you know do music. I, I, again, I don't play, I don't sing, but you know if I could like be involved in this industry for a living and live relatively decently, that that I feel like that's the dream for me at least. You know. Let's sounds, see what happens. Sounds reachable. We believe in you. Right. Thank you. Yeah. I, I believe in me too. <laughs> yes. You have to. You have to. What a coincidence. And we're pre-recording this, so uh-huh. we didn't get to uh, include you in every segment like we, we like to do with some of our guests, but what are your self-care? What is your self-care besides avocado toast? <laughs> <laughs> so a good face mask always helps. Yay. Um, he has amazing skin, by the way. Yes. Uh, lots of water, actually. Uh, yeah. I, that's uh, my parents run like a natural health shop Ooh. in the Dominican Republic, um, and so that's something that I came up with. It's just like eight glasses of water a day, and so I drink gla- water like you know, like a camel. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, not the comparison I thought you were going for, but I'm not mad. <laughs> like, uh, like a fish? Sure. <laughs> the camel's cuter. It's more personality. It's cute. It's fuzzy. Yeah, I like him fuzzy. Um, and. Hey. He's trying to go for five, I, I feel am. like. Okay, go ahead. Um, but yeah, so uh, <laughs> that's what I do. Um, something that's very important that I had to sort of come to grips with uh, in 2017 as, uh, you know, things were getting hype. You mm-hmm. know, uh, my I had a day job, freelancing, you know, mostly with Remezcla, you know, at this point. Um, and then song mess, and then trying to sustain a personal life. It's just a lot. And so... There were days where, like, I would just be off, you know, no articles due, nothing to record, you know, didn't have to go to work, and I would just stay in bed, and I would, like, feel guilty, mm. and that's what, that was something that I had to realize and learn, it's just like, you know what, sometimes you just really need to stay in you bed. You have to. Binge 17 episodes of Queer Eye. All 17. And, like, you know, get an empanada. And You've be seen like, the new one? Is that I did. Yes, about? an empanada for sure. No, <laughs> how rude. Or seven. Or, or seven, Yes. Uh, I've never had a concha. <gasps> See, uh, he his argument's invalid then. No, it's he not that. It. Are you We're kidding me? He doesn't need a concha. Morning. Oh, that's right. You guys are always fighting about this. What, what is it? It's like empanada versus what? Conchas versus empanadas. Evan and I are team concha. Okay, so whenever we... That's not a fair battle because one is sweet and one is savory. No, one of them is sweet too for us. Yeah, so empanadas are more versatile. Oh, you mean like the dessert empanadas? Yes, I'm versatile too. But the we're talking about the 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 like the ones with guava and cheese. Is that what you're talking about? No, well those are good too. Those are good, but um, no. So I was specifically referring to like pan dulce when we talk about like you know coffee, cup of coffee, and whatever. Yeah. So like the ones that are filled with you know fruit. And uh, have like cinnamon sugar. Oh no, then I'll definitely yeah. go with conchas on that one. That doesn't sound appealing you to me. You are so beautiful. <laughs> I didn't even have he's to bribe doing, him. Well, he's never had one, so it, he I don't, already knows. I'm not a big no. fan of like fruit and my desserts. Oh, like, honey. like when you get those like cream wow. tarts with like a million things, I'm like, nah. He a, he's so salty. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not. You I'm can't win them all. Whatever, team empanada for life. But if it's a savory <laughs> empanada. We're, we're down. Okay, we're definitely cool. on the same That's it. a different type. That's a whole I'll other meal. Whatever. I ain't got no type. Bad empanadas is the only thing that I like. I have a type. We <laughs> went there. <laughs> we really went there. So this is definitely just something I want to know. Please, please, please. I'm, I'm not particularly shy. I don't think if, I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> it's like not that serious, but who is going to win Drag Race All-Stars? Two, oh, three. No, I can't tell you that because like, you actually know. Yeah. Okay, don't tell me that. No, no, I can't. I can't tell you that. Like that's been like <sighs> the thing is that the moment the cameras shut down, the tea spills immediately. In Everybody New York. Knows. Well, us Texans don't know. 
Well, I mean, you got to talk to the right people. Like, I don't. Well, think I ain't talking to you because I don't, I don't want spoilers. I don't think I didn't know you actually fucking knew. Yeah, girl, people been known. Oh, Apparently, geez. the whole Ben de la Creme thing, like people knew about as well for a long time. I didn't know. I actually stopped I hanging out it, with people. Oh shit! Yeah, wow. I, I stopped asking. I actually like things not spoiled. Same. Yeah. So I will drop that part of the question, and then I was going to ask you season ten. Mm. Do you know that too? Oh, I don't know who wins okay. it, but I but I know the girls. I know. I, who I, do you right now offhand? Oh, Monet Exchange forever. We'll take it. That's that's why we'll, we'll revisit this in a few months and yeah. see if you if you are correct. <laughs> I would be shocked if Monet didn't even make top three. Wow. Like Monet Exchange for the okay, win. Okay, we'll see. We'll. See. I have to get to know them. You already know a lot of the queens. I only know like. Yeah. She's one. a very good friend of mine. Uh, I I love Monet. Monet is like. I remember Monet on like her second or third time in drag, oh, you wow. know, and like baby, I, baby same with Monet. same with uh, Dusty, who was on the season. Uh, Dusty Ray Bottoms, uh, <laughs> Miss Cracker was doing these it. names. These season are killing me. Oh god, um, there aren't any good puns. Miss Cracker, Ms. but Miss Cra- Cracker's just fucking funny. Well, but Miss Cracker, uh, her real name, her name name is Brianna Cracker. Oh bitch, I thought she was being funny and white. <laughs> Well, yes, but like Brianna, Brianna Cracker, right? But and a Brianna, I'm dead. Okay, so she shortened it to Ms. Cracker. That's funny. Yeah, it's, she's very funny. Um, Cute. More, she's funnier online, but hey. Um, I mean, it's, well, I would say same, but not me, same. I'm sometimes funnier, or I like to think I'm funnier. Damn, I'm <laughs> so proud. All right, well then, uh, finally, mm-hmm. who you got? Because we could not do it without you. This one's just specially made for you. And, and I feel like I, I want I want to hear his opinions on our show. So I was going to ask, who do you think are <coughs> underrated Latinx artists? That oh. like have maybe just have been around and just don't get enough love. I mean, that's who I talk about all the time. And then also just who to look out for. So give it to us. Um, who you got. Okay, cool. So uh, underrated. Ooh, that's tricky. Because, like, I mean, I feel like this entire scene is underrated, to be yeah. perfectly honest. Because, like, it, it, dis- it nothing dismays me more than when I meet other Latinos who are like, oh, no, no, no. You know, like, I'm not going to listen to that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I love Beach House. Or, you know. Like, right, but that speaks to <laughs> our identity, too, right? Absolutely. Being in America and being ashamed or not even wanting to listen or whatever it may be. Well, I mean, and it's, you know, and I, I, I understand that because I used to be that person. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm, you know, I, I try to be, I'm very excited to see um, sort of like Latin artists, Latinx artists making it into uh publications other than Remezcla, mm-hmm. you know, like I want to see them in Noisy. I want to see them in The Fader. I want to see them in Billboard, you For know, sure. just like where the gringos will pay attention. Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. we, you know, we're Latinos, but we're also technically gringo, you know, like, you know, like we, we were born and raised here. Like we're American. Well, I wasn't raised here, but you, you get the point. I you have know? not heard that um, gringo analogy, but I mean, you know, like we have different stories, but like we're all from here kind of so like it's it's a different our connection is different i guess the word how we use it is different maybe for and white that's people. why yes yeah and so that's why i'm like man i feel personally attacked don't copy that yeah i mean i get yeah I, again I'm, i i probably misspoke you know the vodka is good but stop um, <laughs> <laughs> but my point is that like you know when you you know live in the u.s you know you're not necessarily listening to it within the same context right. as like it's being heard in these other countries of course mm-hmm. so i that's i i try to be very like I, I stand really hard for these for these acts, you know, because like it's often uh, these acts are looked at like, oh, cool. Well, they're doing, you know, oh, this is uh, LCD sound system in Spanish. Mm-hmm. You know, they're this cool is for this or yeah, for that or, or from this place. I hate it when somebody is described as so and so in Spanish or so and so Mexico's <laughs> this and that. You know, it's just like ah, eh, that's I hate that. I really yeah, hate that. I try not to normalize them. 
Yeah. I mean, you're, I guess you're, I understand that you're selling it mm-hmm. to, to, like, American audiences, but right. still, you know, I, I just don't enjoy that. I, I find it reductive. And mm-hmm. Again, sense. if I can avoid it, I try to. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, like, you know, a who you got, I was thinking earlier, like, I've been doing a lot of research uh, on, you know, some stuff that I've been writing, and, like, it really dawned on me that Ecuador is really, uh, you know, just making some amazing music like the underground is like killing it like from hip-hop artists uh, to like electronic artists um like if you think about it in in hip-hop there's this uh some great rappers andre farra uh there is uh mateo kingman um uh sudakaya mm-hmm. uh well sudakaya is a, like a super group i'm th- uh, thinking of guanaco he's an mc so they're like really really great like sort of hip-hop artists working right now uh, there's a lot of electronic artists, uh, Nicola Cruz. Um, I've heard of Ev- him. Eva, Evha, it's E-V-H-A. You just stole my look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one that I discovered yesterday called Kisosis, uh, mm. Q-U-I-X-O-S-I-S. Um, I really like what they're doing. I think cool. it's, I think there's like these, there's a really, really great sort of movement happening there. And hopefully I'll have a chance to go there this year. It's Yay. part of the plan. Let's see what happens. I think it's going to happen. Yes. So is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience? Yes. To young Richards out there. Oh, oh to young Richards. To whoever, really. <laughs> I can say that. But I was going to be like, so my grinder profile is yeah. at. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I mean, just be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, it's to, if I'm speaking to the young Richards out there, good, ugh, I hope there aren't anymore honestly because I, I, I don't want anybody coming from a gig um <laughs> took, took a long time to set this up oh my god um yeah no just be honest figure you know be patient uh you know trust in yourself in a very like we are the worldy kind of way mm-hmm. like or uh that it's it's an odd question it's a, it's an odd question because I, I don't know how i would the advice that i would give other than just like don't yield learn but like you know everybody will tell you to change and uh i guess just do whatever the hell you want yes just listen to the your gut and but also like file away the other information in case that doesn't work out (laughs) that works that's what i would say (laughs) and is there there was anything else you wanted to share if not you can tell us where to find and follow you yes so definitely please find and follow song mess uh you know i'm only about three to four percent problematic on there so oh my god you know it's so not silly. too too bad that's a good um, percentage yeah you that's know a really low percentage i think we're probably more than that <laughs> oh then uh, what's your percentage then add an extra five percent okay yeah, definitely we'll more it. than you guys you, you guys are much more careful <laughs> um yeah no but you know i mean at the end of the day like you know have fun with it and you know just racism misogyny homophobia transphobia none of those are allowed right um you know outside of that have fun Yay. Um, but yeah, so Song Mess is on all social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. You can always email us at songmessmusic at gmail.com. Uh, again, the show with my incredible co-hostess, Beverly, Shout out Beverly. La Tigresa Brian, who lives in New York City at the moment. Uh, she is taking a step back uh, as of, uh, you know, as of me, my departure, mm-hmm. um, just, you know, to be, spend more time with her family. Um, no, but, uh, so yeah, so I'm, I'm traveling around and we're just like, it's, it's too crazy. Let me just take a break. Right. Um, so I'd love to have people on the show. You guys are going to be Woo. guesting on the show oh in a little bit. God. So I'm excited about that. Can I say how like surreal it is to have you here? I know this sounds really cheesy, but like 
a year ago, I was a big fan of yours, and that's why we like are all essentially here now because we met and we all became friends. So it makes me really happy. I Aww. think you're drunk, Pat. <laughs> no, thank no, you. No, she's not. She always cries. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we love. We're Pat. pro tears here. Yeah. We let everybody cry. Thank Except you. Me. And that again, that to me is just preposterous. Um, it, it just, I mean, the way the world works is amazing. And like, it's it's so funny because it's just like. I, I don't, I, you know, I, no shade, but Song Mess did start before Latinos for Lunch and Radio Menea, mm-hmm. um, even though, like, they're so much bigger than us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, like, I love, because of them, you know, I feel like I've been pulled into this, you know, brown podcasting family in, like, a strange and wonderful way. And this is and why so I'm in quickly, Dallas right now. And we're all, like, so united. I think it's so beautiful. Yeah. Cause, like, you need I, to be at Podcast Stereo this year, though. I don't I don't know how that's going to happen. I, I will like, donate. I need to crowdsource it. <laughs> I will donate. Um, but, again, like, definitely, like, thank you, you know. Cause, and, and, again, I've met so many people, like, legit, like, all these, uh, these, all these other incredible brown podcasts. Like, everybody's doing such great work. And, like, sometimes I feel, like, dwarfed. I'm like, oh, my God, I should probably, like, actually try to be less messy and, like, oh God, actually focus on issues that matter. Because, like, everybody's doing such incredible work. What you guys do here in Dallas, mm-hmm. I, I was very fortunate to be a part of the Gray Space uh, show. Um, I mean, not part of it, but be there. You're um, part of it. That's all, Being there is part of it. Well, it certainly was not about me. So, <laughs> you know, I was just there and, you know, people were attracted to my jacket, which yes. I thought was fun. Um, shout out to La Señora Silvia. She was really nice. I, I really enjoyed talking to her. Um, but, yeah, you know... Um, yeah, song mess, you know, Latin indie music, up and coming artists, support local. That's really, you amen, know, amen. It, you know, we talked about Drag Race and there's a quote from Kimchi, actually, Aww. who said, if you can name 10 Drag Race girls, but not 10 local girls, I heard you're that. not a drag, you're, you're not a drag fan, you're a Drag Race fan. Mm-hmm. And that's, that applies to literally everything. Any like, form of art, any form of anything. Why are you at like Taco Bell when you could be supporting your local taqueria? You Amen. Know? Woo, Same kimchi. with bands, you know. It's like, true. Like, cool, like, I'm glad you're out at the Kendrick show, but are you supporting local MCs? You know that? Okay, drag uh, shit. Yeah. Uh, just talk. for you. Just for you. Speak. Freak. Ouch, I feel hurt. <laughs> I, know, I know a handful. I don't know. Anyways, thank you so much for being on De Colores Radio, Richard. We're so happy to have been able to welcome you to Dallas, Texas. Thank you. And we hope you come back and visit. Can't wait. We wish you the best on your adventures, and we are sending you off with positive energy and continued success. Yay. Thank you for being on the show. Thank, thank you so you. much, guys, and, you know. Thank you. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to our very first De Coco Tasso episode, I mean, interview and episode. We were so happy to have Richard. Sorry it took so long for this episode to come out. Um, I hope you learned something from him. I really liked getting the feedback about him as a writer because he's a really very unique writer. Like, you can hear his voice and it's very entertaining and so i really i really loved getting to know richard yeah it's cool definitely when um i guess you delve into how his perspective is formed right and so something that you can really only figure out through talking to him so for sure yeah it's 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 and he's out there still traveling the world He he was like in guatemala the other day and i'm living through all his travels yeah and he's just out here representing us and doing 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 the work, being wonderful and being just a dope person. So thank you, Richard. Hopefully one day we can have Beverly Show on the show as well. Go support Song Mess and all Richard's work. 
and you will get another episode from us soon. Hope you like our very first de cocotazo. Little chicken nugget. Little chicken nugget. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> As always, you can find us on social media at the Colores Co on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Email us if you have any you questions. You can definitely find us on Twitter. You can find okay, Eva Arreguin on Twitter. We'll talk more about that on we the full will. episode. Eva, Eva Arreguin, somebody now. No, I'm just, not. I'm still just a Just so y'all bag. know. She done been somebody. Stop. I'm but so she, tired of you. Like, this is yo, not some, the- where's Twitter support? Can I? Can we get that validated? Okay, uh, uh, this is wrapping up our De Cocotazo. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Follow us at De Colores Co. Email us at De Colores Collective at Gmail. And we will see you for our next episode. Have a good life. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. De, De-, De Colores Radio.